Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Now tonight, our message is failure is never final. Now, I want you to get that into your mind because some people think if, they, if there's a slip in their life, if there's a fall in their life, then that indicates that they're a failure. But I'm going to tell you, we fall, but we're not failures. And so we need to understand that and not buy into this, um, you know, this mindset that I had this problem, you know, financially something happened, I lost a business, uh, you know, I went bankrupt. Uh, uh, my family, I've had a divorce. Uh, my children haven't, you know, turned out the way that I wanted them to. And there's all kinds of things that could happen that would indicate uh, through the world looking on to say, you're a failure. There could have been, you know, drugs and alcohol and pornography and all those things that cause people to fall, but you don't have to stay there. Failure is never final. And, and, you know, we're going to see some things tonight that will be eye-opening for us as we look at these things together. I told Eddie today, as I was, um, you know, preparing this, uh, I said, my goodness, I've got to leave so much out. There's so much that the Bible has to say about failure and getting over it and bouncing back. And so that's what we're going to look at tonight. When, <clears throat> excuse me. When failure occurs in our life, it doesn't have to be the final say. See, some people look at it as final. You take someone, and I, I talk about this often because I've seen it many times over the years in ministry, and I watch people that go through calamity in their life. I watch them go through a divorce, and, you know, uh, th they think that defines their life from that point on. But it doesn't. It doesn't have to if you don't allow it to. But you see, sometimes, uh, you know, we build a memorial. I'm going to talk a little bit about that maybe later on if I have time to. But we'll build a memorial over the things that happen in our life, the failures that happen. But I'm going to tell you, when you go through things in your life that have been devastating and have you know, would be an indication of failure and you build a memorial to that, that is not right because God doesn't want you camping out and going back to the memorial to remind you of what happened. And we're going to look at scripture that indicates that uh, to us tonight. We've got to move on. We've got to go forward. We need to figure failure, listen to this, as tuition, and we need to learn from it. If you go to school, you have to pay tuition to go to school if you're in college, don't you? There's a tuition that's due. Well, just count the failure that happens in your life is tuition. You had to pay it, but you learn from what happened and you don't go back and repeat it. How many people just continue to repeat failure and repeat failure and repeat failure? Uh, you know, you see people and they might, you know, I read the other day in the paper and uh, you know, and it was, I think it was someone in Hollywood, and I don't know, they've been married seven or eight times. That's failure. And you don't need to go back. You need to find out what's causing those failures. 
There's a common denominator in the seven or eight spouses, and it's that person. Don't you under seeing you you need to work on yourself, wouldn't you think? If you've been divorced seven or eight times, oh well, that you know. It was this and it was that. I didn't like this and I didn't like that. We all don't like things about each other. But when you make a commitment to someone, it doesn't matter about that. You work your way through it. But you see, when you go through that many relationships and you fail at that many relationships, you have to look at yourself not at other people. I tell people all the time, you know, when I do marriage teaching, uh, you know, we'll teach something and, and you just hear the rumbling and the mumbling. Oh yeah, that's my husband. Oh yeah, that's my wife. But I say, that's not what I'm saying. Don't turn and look at them. Look at yourself. Put the magnifying glass on yourself. It's easy for us to find fault in other people. How many of you know that? It doesn't take very long either. We can just be sitting, you know, in the mall and people walking by and we begin to find fault. We don't even know them, have never talked to them. They might be the greatest people in the world, but we don't give them a chance because we're finding fault. See, that's human nature. And God wants us to replace that stinking human nature with the nature of the Holy Spirit. You've been given the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's in you. The Holy Ghost lives in you and you're to manifest the fruit of the Holy Spirit through your life. And judgmentalism and criticalness and all of that is not a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's a fruit, all right, but not of the Holy Spirit. Guess which side that it comes from? I'll let you figure it out. I want you to take your Bible and I want you to turn with me uh, to Matthew 17. Now we're talking about the tuition, you know, that we pay when we fail and then we need to learn from it. See, so many people don't learn from it. Say, I'm going to learn when I fail. You are too. And I'm going to too. Now, as we look at Matthew 17, and you start looking at verse number 16, well, really verse number 15, and here you have a man, a father, who comes to Jesus. And he comes to Jesus and he says, Jesus, my son is epileptic. Your disciples came and they could not they could not cast that spirit out. They could not deal with what was going on in my son, and they could not heal him. Will you have mercy upon my son? Will you help him? Now, I want you to think about this, and, and then I want you to skip with me uh, down here to verse number 19. Then came the disciples to Jesus Apart. Now, let me tell you something. A learning process many times is not in front of everybody. It's to be where we pull apart. I'm going to tell you in leadership here, when I work with leaders, I'm not going to knowingly embarrass anyone in front of people. 
And if somebody wants to talk to me about an issue where I need to talk to them, I'm going to do what happened there. The disciples came with, to Jesus and they were pulled apart, separated so that the failure could be dealt with. You know, maybe you've never looked at this before, but did they have a failure or not? They did because Jesus sent them out, but they were not able to deal with this. So they came apart with Jesus and they began to ask Jesus, Jesus, why did I fail? Why did we fail in this endeavor? We know that you empowered us. We know that you gave us the name of Jesus, but why could we not deal with this situation and help this, this young boy and his father. Now, you see, it's very important when you, when you fail and what endeavor it is. It doesn't matter what it is. It's very important to pull apart, look at your situation, and find out where it did not work. Now, look here what Jesus begins to talk to them. And Jesus began, uh, he said unto them, he began to instruct them about failure. The Word of God will instruct you about the failure in your life. Did you know that? And he, uh, because of your unbelief, or you're believing the wrong thing, or your little faith, you could say, because it goes on down here and, you know, and talks about, you know, your faith is a grain of mustard seed. And, and, and he said, if you have even little faith, you can say, uh, remove hence to yonder place and it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible to you. Now listen to this. He went on with his instruction. See, many times I think with the Lord what we do, if God is talking to us through the Word or by His Spirit, we jump up. Okay, I heard. I've got little faith. Got to work on my faith. But Jesus said, but that's not all. And see, sometimes we don't get part B of what we need. Now, I can't tell you what part A and part B would be in the circumstances going on in your life, but many times we jump up and want to run out when God is not finished. And he said, how be it, this kind doesn't go out except you pray and you fast. So he gave him instruction how he gave those men instruction on how to overcome the failure that they had just experienced in their own life. And so we need to learn from those experiences and see I believe this. I believe that you don't need to wait a year before you find out if you've had a failure in your life. Seek God and begin to ask Him to reveal to you how to, you know, get back on the right track and how to, uh, you know, experience victory in your life instead of failure. You know, so many times I've gone before God and, and you know, I just, um, you know, get before Him worshiping Him and He'll begin to minister to me and begin to talk to me. And the next thing you know, I just get so excited. And you know what I do? I just jump up and, you know, run out of the place where I am. And I've even had God say to me sometimes, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've got something I want to say to you. You know, I'm not finished. And so sometimes God wants to say things to us and He's not finished and we need to allow Him that time. Amen. Now we need to ask ourselves, 
How do I face feel, uh, failure in my life? How do I face it? See, you, you don't need to be asking other people, how do you face it? We need to be asking that internal question of ourselves. How do I handle failure when it comes? Do I run? Do I hide? Do I act like it didn't happen? Or do I grow from it? Do I learn and grow from it? Well, now I can tell you, in ministry, I don't like failure. And you know, you do something, you try something, and it doesn't work. And so what do you do? Do you act like, well, that's not really, you know, that's not really my fault. Or do you act like, well, let's just don't talk about it and maybe people won't, uh, they won't notice. But, you know, that's not the... Hiding from it, covering failure up is not going to get you over it and get you on the right track. It really isn't. You know, I, I tell people in leadership capacity in this church when I'm working with them and we do events and, you know, we go through programs and do things like that. And do you know one thing that we always do at least they're supposed to, as it's my instruction to them, is to take uh, the program or the event and begin to critique it. Now, critique doesn't mean that you get down on everything and everybody. It doesn't mean that you only look at the good. Well, it's a balance in there. It means you look at the things that really worked, that you want to repeat, that bless people, that helped it be a success. But at the same time, you look at things that didn't work so well, where there was glitches. You know, we'll, we'll have events around here, and, uh, you know, there have been times, in, in, you know, in the past where everybody would be that was involved would just be absolutely worn out, and they would have a bad taste in their mouth related to the event. And you know what I know from that? We better do something because that will be a failure going somewhere to happen. We got to look at it. We can't cover it up and we can't hide it. We have to look at it. Well, the same is true, not just in church. The same is true in your business. The same is true in your family, your relationships. It's true across the board. We have to look at things and we can't hide from them or cover them up or expect that they're going to change. Insanity is when you keep doing the same thing and you think you're going to get a change. Do you hear me? You have to change. And so you cannot hide and you cannot cover up failure. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.